Hello, this is Moishi Frank from Spritzly Beverage. Seltzer with a splash of juice, Karshula Pesach, available at your local kosher retailer, as well as Amazon. Have a wonderful Pesach. Thanks for joining us. Talkline Network Radio, America's longest-running Jewish broadcast network, the voice of the Jewish community. Welcome to the podcast. You are now tuned in to this episode of our podcast. Today we are going to interview some of the greatest and most influential minds in our field. And now, please welcome your host. You're listening to Talk Line with Zev Brenner, America's premier Jewish broadcast on the air since 1981. Welcome back to the program, Mom Zev Brenner. <clears throat> Heshi Goldstein joined us. I think it's been a long time since he's been on the program. He runs Aria Hospitality. They've been running weekends throughout the year, and they were scheduled to run a Pesach program in Atlantic City, the Claridge Hotel, but just a couple of days ago. Uh, he sent out an email and director saying that the program has been due to fraud, and he's here to explain exactly what's going on. I thank you for joining us, session. I thank you, Donnie Schwartz of Passover Listening. To anything Pesach, you can check out Passover Living's helping putting together the segment. So thank you for joining us. Hello, how are you? Good, thank God. So you've been running Pesach program, running pro throughout the year. You were going to be running a big program in Atlantic City. So what happened a couple of days ago? So this actually started um, March 3rd. But, of course, I didn't know about it. As we got closer to Pesach, we were obligated to follow the contract which had a, a timeline of when the payments should take place so of course we are you know pushing for the customer to make a final payment so we can make our final payment as well um, starting Monday and Tuesday we were just like sending large amount of payment and um Comes Wednesday, we show up at the hotel to start cashiering, which is a week before Pesach. And the hotel is not allowing us in the hotel. When I heard about it, I ran, I literally got in the car before I had a chance to even eat breakfast or daven. I just ran to the hotel and I asked to speak to the general manager because, of course, they were ignoring my calls. They basically left me hanging there and said to me, Come back to us 12.30. We're very busy right now. All right. Sit around in the hotel. 12.30, they show up. And they look at me and said, Heshi, you haven't been making your payment. We just opened the hotel to the public. It's a very busy season now. It's spring break. Uh, We don't want to lose more money. And I'm like looking at them. What are you talking about? I've been sending all these wires. I know for a fact because... The accountant kept on sending a screenshot of every wire that was sent to you. He copied me in the email. They said, well, we didn't receive them. Therefore, we're sorry to inform you. The program is canceled. You have breached the contract. So, of course, right then and there, you know, it becomes like a, a exchange of words. You guys don't know what you're doing. And they're saying to me, you guys don't know what you're doing. And, you know, because we're totally not understanding what's going on. They're saying they haven't received something that we said that we clearly did send. At one point, 
I called my accountant who has been uh, in charge of the account. And I said to him, I'm not going to say his name, obviously. Did you send the wires or not? He said, of course, Hesha, you know, you, you, were, you were copied in every email. And I said, okay, but they're saying they didn't receive it. Can you explain to me how you send the wire and they don't receive it? So I said, well, they, they, you, you, you do know that they switched to a different bank. So maybe they should check the other bank. So at that point, they got the controller. You know, every hotel has its own controller to find out if they saw it in a different bank account. The controller gets on the phone, the elderly woman, Mary, and she says, what are you talking about? There is no other account. We only use Bank of America, the same bank account you have sent your deposit to. And we just haven't been receiving any more money from you. It's been already close to a month. Now, I personally know that I also sent to that new account because this is information that the accountant gave me before this happened on Monday. And I didn't hear from the hotel, so I assumed they received it. And, you know, everything is okay. How much money, how much money are we talking about that you sent to this other place, this new new address? Um, it's a lot of money. A lot of money, okay. A lot of money. It's something that it would be, I can't, I don't feel comfortable discussing, not because of any legality issues. It's just a huge embarrassment as is. I don't need to, like, make it worse than it is. But... You're talking about majority of the payment that was due to the hotel. You know, you give an you give an initial payment deposit, and then you give a follow-up payment, which let's assume the hotel costed us, for argument's sake, uh, three quarters of a million. We would give them a a twenty-five percent deposit, followed by another twenty-five, and then it'll be another fifty. Okay. So at that point, the the accountant is like, "What are you talking about? You sent me an email stating, please switch." to PNC, PNC Bank because Bank of America is being audited. And she's saying, sorry, I never sent you this email. Meantime, he's sending me a copy of the email that I'm showing to everyone. I said, look, it says from the hotel. I even saw the email myself. And, and that's when things started to come, to come uh, you know, clear to us. The hotel never sent that email. They never banked at PNC Bank. And this was not coming from the hotel. So, so, he, so how, did, how did the person get a hold of you to switch the accounts? How did they know to contact you? Was it an inside? Are you alleging an inside job from somebody at the hotel? So it's a very interesting question. You know, we were right away uh, when this happened, a lot of very good friends of mine, believe it or not, called me and said to me, Heshi, we were too embarrassed to come out with the story when it happened to us, but this is a special agent, FBI agent that will helped us recover some of our money. We're talking about large corporations in Brooklyn, Lakewood, catering companies, insurance companies. They all called me up and said, Hesha, I just want you to know my heart. Our hearts are with you. We know about this uh, scam. We were scammed and now we want you to try to help to get you the right help. We literally got a bunch of referrals, all pointing to the same investigator, uh, FBI agent. And right by Friday late afternoon, he told us that he has gotten hold of the account that where the money was sent. But the guy did write a couple of checks, gave us the amount, and we don't know if they were cleared as of Friday afternoon. Um, 
at, at this, at like, but, but, but very interesting about it, and this is what I'm really trying to understand is, if there is a problem, I guess in our community more than any, anywhere, of us being too sheltered, if you want to call it, or too naive to know that these kind of uh, scams exist, why didn't all these people that were scammed come out and say, hey, there is something called uh, phishing, I think they call it. The email address will look exactly the same as the one that you've been communicating with the hotel, but they can actually hack that email account and send you email that will guide you or tell you things that were not actually coming from the hotel. Now, I want you to think of a scenario. You brought, you're sure you have a nephew or someone in your family that opened an Amazon business on his own, didn't have money. He borrows from his friends and family $30,000, $40,000. He buys products in China. And of course, he sends a small deposit. When the goods are ready to be shipped, he gets an email to send the money to a different account. The guy doesn't know. He sends the money to another account. The goods never get shipped. He starts accusing them of stealing. They start accusing him of not getting paid. Bottom line is, the money is gone. By the time he realizes, he's too embarrassed to tell anyone that he just got scammed. And he has to now be a Bukhari for the next who knows how long. And you know what? It could have been avoided by just, just like you teach your kids, don't cross the street without looking. Don't just wire money without talking to the, the person that needs to be wired. I mean, accountants called me up, different bookkeepers called me up and I said, Hashi, before the wire goes out, we call up the company, the customer or whatever it is, the vendor. We go through number by number, bank name, multiple times. And again, it's very easy to be told after the fact, oh, Heshi, why? You could have, would have, should have, your, your accountant should have known. No. He is so let me ask you, Heshi, over, over what period of time are we talking about? About what period of time were you sending to this other account? Was it a month, six weeks, two months? What period of time? So I actually went through that. So March 3rd is when we received that email. Now, he also got in, in between the conversation. He knew what the hotel was looking from us in regards to uh, not just payment, um, update on the cleaning, update on the, um, you know, every kitchen needs to be modified when it comes to Pesach. He somehow got into the conversation very, like, answering questions and asking questions while also keeping us informed about the new payment method. Now, I happened to have sent him a payment to the new account, and I assumed everything was fine. That was the beginning of March. Now, in the middle of March, we sent it to the old account, and we, we thought we made a mistake, and we sent an email saying, oops, we sent the money to the old account. We had it on file, and the response was, okay, please make sure it doesn't happen again. Now... Mondays, when we get closer to the end deadline, you know, the contract has to be paid, we're putting pressure on everyone. Pay up, pay up, we need to pay the hotel, right? So wires get sent one by one. And of course, at that point, the accountant is on top of it because my job is right now uh, getting the, the, the program off ground. And uh, that's when the majority of payments went, went into the account. So the hotel itself, when they didn't get the payments that they were expecting to get, they didn't contact you and say, Heshi, where are the payments? You say they pay us March 15th and it's not here. They didn't contact you? No, they didn't. They did not contact us the past uh, Monday and Tuesday. They just felt that we are 
making fun of them. We're not, we're just telling them that we're sending the money, but we didn't actually send it. And we were just trying to buy time. They looked at us like, you said you sent on Monday. Now they didn't get it in their account. It's the same day. So I gave them the claim excuse, which everyone would, you know, okay, the bank is probably delayed, you know, <laughs> which should have been a red flag. What do you mean? If I sent out a same day wire, there's no, there's no such thing as being delayed. I mean, it never happened to us. Tuesday comes, they're already not even asking me why the money didn't come in. So I'm assuming, okay, they got it. And that's when they must have decided enough is enough. We're not trusting these guys any longer. Now, when you show the hotel that you made the wire payments, I assume you sat down with the manager or somebody. We're talking about the Claridge Hotel. Those that are emailing me, they're looking at the Claridge Hotel in Atlantic City. That's where the PESA program was supposed to have a card. When you sat down and showed them proof that you made payments, did they say to you, hey, here is a scam, we're going to work with you, trying to resolve it? Because in, in effect, by what you're saying, they canceled the program, they're disenfranchising people, and they're going to lose more money in the long run. So two things. A, their response was, we're going to make more money now during spring break. So it's, it's almost like they were no longer interested in getting the balance from us. Secondly, they looked at us, okay, so you just lost a chunk of money here, which you probably won't be able to come up with an additional fund. The phone call, you hear me? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I lost you for a moment. Um, so they looked at us and said, you won't be able to come up with additional funds to um, pay back whatever you were just scammed with. And uh, thirdly, which is what one of the managers just said to us, um, it's an act of God. God doesn't want you here. So they didn't think that they owe us anything besides for the breach of contract. The contract said you should have been paid up Wednesday, 9 a.m. It was 9 a.m. and the money wasn't there. So they don't owe us anything. I tried pleading with them. I said, you're going to hurt hundreds and hundreds of people. And some of them are elderly people. Some of them have literally nowhere to go. Some of them are hurting. They just lost a family member. People that go away for Pesach are not always because they're looking for, you know, to have a good time. Or sometimes it's because they have nowhere else to go. I said, how can you do that to them? I said, don't worry about me coming up with additional funds. I'll figure it out. How can you be so heartless? I said, well, I'm sorry. We really feel for you guys, but nothing that we can do. Just like that, walked away and left me, left but me hanging strange? there. strange? Because if they took your business, then they wanted you for the even though it was spring break and maybe they could make money in spring break, but they wanted you there. Now that you're having this difficulty from what you're explaining to them, I'm just surprised they didn't try to work out. There's something he doesn't smell right. Why wouldn't they want to work with you? I was puzzled. Same. I just couldn't make head or tail. I like literally sitting there wondering what just happened. And I, 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 even now I'm asking myself, really, they were going to make that much money from the spring break versus of hundreds of thousands of dollars that I was willing to come up to make up for the scam and, and lo lose an opportunity for us to come back or anything like it. You have to realize one thing, and maybe that's why you're wondering uh, why they were not looking for, for future business. Atlantic City on its own is what I call a dead zone. Since gambling became legal in all 50 states and it's no longer in Atlantic City. I learned a lot about Atlantic City. During the day, we would show up. There are literally no people on the street. It looks like a ghost town. Now, remember, when a hotel is not busy, look at the ratings online. 
terrible. I don't believe they're all true, but it's possible they are. People were writing uh, on the reviews on that hotel. There's, I, I mean, blood stains on the, on the beds. There are mold growing. There's mold growing there. There's an infestation of roaches. Now, of course, when I looked at the hotel and I checked it out myself, I didn't see any of it. But it definitely shows uh, negligence on their part because when a hotel is not operating to the capacity and is not making money, they don't have the funds to upkeep the hotel. And as some and of my so customers... Do they, they threaten to sue you right now because they, the program, they canceled your program? They threatened to sue you for the balance of the money? I don't think so. They didn't actually say that. I don't think they have... They why, wouldn't they, why wouldn't they tell you they're going to sue you? They said they're canceling your program. You didn't pay... Why aren't they? Why aren't they threatening to sue you? Very simply put, I was willing to. I was willing to continue. I was willing to pay them, even though I was scammed. I didn't say I'm canceling. They they are, and they're in hot water for for a number of reasons. But besides being in hot water, they were already not performing. They're already one of these hotels that are bordered, you know, uh, going up in, in smoke any day now because they just don't have enough business to keep the place alive. Now these reviews and not helping them. So they, I think they were just they just made the situation from bad to worse is what I would the way I look at it. Yes, maybe they got a nice uh, a bunch of teenagers now in some college coming through in the spring break and they figured, hey, here I'm getting another hundred thousand dollars for sure. And they grabbed it. It's possible, but that would be exactly shooting yourself in the foot because they gave up on they definitely weren't getting get the type of money I was going to give them, which is was the balance of what I owe them. That was wired to a. We're going to break. How many years have you been running programs? I believe it's gonna, uh, nine years by now. Nine years by now. We're doing with, with Hashi Golson. He is the owner of RA Hospitality. They run programming throughout the year, but for Pesach, they rented out the Claridge Hotel in Atlantic City. And he, what Hashi is saying is that he couldn't make payments to the hotel because he was scammed and he made payments to somebody else that. Uh, contacted him and told him to make payments to their address, scamming him, and the PESA program has been canceled. We're going to continue. Listening to Talk Line with Zev Brenner, America's premier Jewish broadcast on the air since 1981. And now, here's your host. And we're back. Heshi Goldstein is our guest. He's the proprietor, the owner of Ari Hospitality, a business nine years, Claridge Hotel that took a gamble in Atlantic City. And unfortunately for them and for the guests, it didn't pan out because he's alleging fraud where uh, he paid somebody else other than the hotel in a mistaken situation. And we're t- we have a lot of you people waiting to- on the line, so we're going to get to you and some of your email questions. I believe we, Elon Korn, first we also thank Donnie Schwartz of PassoverListings.com, great place to get anything about Pesach answered. That's what Elon Kornblum, great kosher restaurants. Thank you for listening. You, are, you have a question for Heshi. Hey, Zeb, how are you? Thank you for doing the interview. And Heshi, thank you for coming on. I know it's an uncomfortable situation, so I appreciate that you're coming on. Um, my thank concern, you. and I have a WhatsApp chat with about 25 of the booked guests. Um, obviously, they're shocked and um, called and feel, you know, they've been stolen from. Uh, but I've heard I'm wondering, why have you not reached out and been more helpful in trying to find alternatives or, you know, speaking to them about what's going on. They, they haven't heard from you. Um, I really wish you would have spoken to them and, you know, find out how you can help them because they're the ones really who 
or not to blame? Um, I appreciate you asking that question, and you are making a very good point. At the same time, well, I want you to... Yeah, go ahead. He's, he's talking. Go ahead, Hashi. Hi. So let's start again? You may, to, yeah, no, you may have to listen a little bit through your radio as well. But go ahead, Hashi. You're speaking to Elon Okay, Trump. I can hear. Okay. Okay, hi. Okay, anyways, I was started saying that you're making a good point, and I would like to definitely explain that uh, from a, my perspective. So when this all happened, you have to understand that it happened so sudden, and at the same time, it kind of put me in a state of shock. On top of that, I knew I had to try to find another hotel immediately and just move away from the Claridge instead of canceling. So for an entire day, that Wednesday, Wednesday, it was more like from 2 o'clock in the afternoon until later in the evening when I realized I couldn't find anything that would work. I was just working around the clock trying to find a hotel. But even when I sent the email, I didn't exactly cancel. I did inform that I'm having an issue. So if God forbid there were to be, were to be a problem and I wouldn't be able to continue with the program, they are informed that it is something going on, which is what I did. The following day, um, as you probably know, although you didn't mention online, and I appreciate that, once a story comes out and, you know, anyone that wants to say anything and wants to hide and not, you know, no one knows who it is, gets to become, uh, you know, to express their views or the way of thinking in a way that we normally wouldn't get to talk to this person. Say, for example, if you go to shul, you wouldn't necessarily go over to a guy and say, I would love to hear what you have to say about Hashi Goldstein and his program. However, once the guy is on a chat and he's not having a good day, or he had, even if, he, let's say, he had a dispute with me, which unfortunately can happen, you know, in business for nine years, thousands of events, thousands and thousands of guests, there's going to be a guest that wasn't happy, there's going to be a chef or a waiter who we didn't uh, uh, finish off nicely because we had the dispute. All of a sudden, on that chat, they have the right now to go and blast me. And that is what happened, you know. And all the I was I'm laughing because saying you can be a from Jew from everything, and it comes to Lashon Hara Rechilas. All of a sudden, they're entitled to because they give themselves the right to. So now, but, but uh, listen, it, when 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 people are down, people are going to try to. T- stand up and, and do something and, and capitalize on it. But the question, though, is what happens to the guests that were planning to go to your program for Pesach? They put money into it. What happens to the money? What happens to the Pesach plans? That's what Elon's okay. really asking. So I don't have an alternative, which is what I started saying. I worked on it entirely Wednesday before I sent out the email saying we have a problem for another hotel, and there was nothing that was fruitful and nothing that came about that I was able to go and say, okay, we can just take the program over there. On Thursday, when all this, you know, hack came out, and, 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 and on top of that, customers called me up and said, Hashi, we feel so bad for you. We've got, our heart goes out for you. Don't worry about us. We already made other plans. And I heard it from countless customers. So now I'm saying to myself, even if I were to go and find another hotel, I don't have all the customers. And addition to that, all the new sign-offs that we had since Monday, which we didn't process their payment, what was to say that they would still have trust in our program and come along? So now I'm losing the new customers, the customers that already made plans to go elsewhere, plus the hotel money that obviously we're not getting back or the money that got stolen 
but so they're not getting so back. The question, though, is that we have a lot of people waiting. I'm going to get to another phone call. But the question I have is what happens to the money that people laid out? I know you don't have it, but how do they get compensated? How does that work? So, so, so it's very interesting. During co- because COVID happened to us before, and, I've, and we had to learn something from it, we, in, we encourage, not only encourage, we actually write in the contract, we, we, we say those words. No refunds are given unless there's a government lockdown, which happened during COVID. Uh, please buy insurance. A, a friend of mine called me after Hashi. Thank you for writing that in the email because the insurance cost me $250. Now I'm getting back my six, $7,000 from the insurance company. Now, those who didn't buy insurance, I'm not going to let them hang because they didn't follow my instructions and because I wrote no refund policy or whatever. I will still compensate them. And what I offer in the contract is a, I give them an, another chance to come to one of our events, which is what I was been told during COVID to do, which I, Baruch Hashem, 90% of the people who didn't come to COVID came to one of our follow-up, follow-up events. If it was Shavuos, Sukkot, or Pesach, whatever it was. Now, well, this but, 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 will this affect your attendance? If people say, hey, you had a debacle Pesach, will that affect Sukkot, Hanukkah, whatever other time you're going to do an event or program? I don't, I, I don't think so, because the, 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 the haters, if you want to call them, they weren't planning to come anyway, all right? Because <laughs> they're the ones going online and cashing in now, saying, oh, I had a problem with Hashi. Let me get even with him. And they're doing a very good job at it. The people who love me, who I'm getting support from, which is, by the way, in the thousands. I didn't know I had so many friends. telling the ones who, I didn't know about an FBI agent that specializes in this kind of crimes. I was recommended by one of the top but caterers. Did you contact Venezuela. the FBI right away when you were hacked? Oh, yeah, yeah. We, we, we already have made some progress because they called us on Friday afternoon that we might have good news. Um, they, they were able to trace where the money went, but they also had the guy already wrote a couple of checks to a different account, and they have now in part of finding out if it was cleared. That was right before the shop. Any money than what you wired because they found it? Uh, are you getting anything back? We'll find out. <laughs> that's, that, that's, that, that, that was Friday afternoon when my bookkeeper called me up and said, you have great news. Now, regardless... Now, regardless of what I just explained to you, the nature of the contract, of the progress of the FBI agent, I don't want other people's money. No matter what other people may say, which is part of the things that are being discussed on the chat, I don't want anything that doesn't belong to me. Now, with that being said, go ahead. Yes, bad thing said. With that being said, as soon as there's money in the account from recovery or business loan, you know, a lot of very wealthy people called me up and said, Heshi, this exact same story happened to me. And you know what? I want to be there to support you because I want to help you. You know, then there were people who said to me, has she proved to me that you sent the wire, proved to me the email? I went and I sent it. But you know what? The more I send them information, the more questions they had. At one point, a good friend of mine said to me, has she, you don't own anyone. You don't owe anyone an apology. You don't owe anyone an explanation more than what happened. And I'm just being getting trapped into the whole hype of the, of the media, social media, which I stopped cold turkey this Friday. Okay, let's take some Let's let's go. Hold on one second. Let's go to Moshe in East Orange, New Jersey. Your question. Go ahead, Moshe. Hi, Hesse and Zev. Hi. How my are you? Question is, yes. Go ahead. Yeah. Your question, question. My question is exactly when did you contact the FBI and what is the name of the FBI agent you spoke with? So I give you his number and I believe we spoke to him on Thursday, but I don't know the details to exactly what time and what day because it was mostly handled by my accountant, who is the one who made the transfer. But if you need to know his name, I'm assuming you have a similar case for yourself and you need to know more information of how to get that done. And by the way, I got a lot of phone calls from people who were in the same situation and they were too embarrassed to come out and ask for help 
and they just took the loss. So let, let me let me find that name and number because it was given to me by one of a very very prestigious caterer in Williamsburg who was kind enough to call me up with that information. Yeah, even you call the FBI because you remember the name of the Mary, the elderly controller at the Claret Hotel. Uh, you you don't have his name. You didn't speak to anyone at the FBI, which means you're most likely the gun if yourself. Hold on, hold on. Let's not get insulting. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, we're. we're gonna... I told. I like, listen, it's a free country. Go, go ahead. Go the FBI to Zeb Brenner right now. Email forward the email with the FBI between the communication with you and the FBI. Forward that email to Zeb Brenner right now. Are you? A, were you? Let me ask you a question. Were you signed up to be at our program? I was not. No. Have a nice day. Uh, Mr. Wait, Brenner, can we go to the next stop? You can spend paper in jail cell. Hold on. Once you get a brief, we, we hang up on you. Okay, let's go. Next. Okay. <laughs> we have a lot of people calling. So he's he's, he's gonna... got no name. He's a gunner. Okay. He's closed. Okay. Was... He didn't call the FBI because he's a gunner. All right. I, I basically, we have calls coming from all different places, but okay. So let me let me do this. Let's take some phone calls over here. And let's go to Stan in Brooklyn. Stan in Brooklyn, your question or comment. Go ahead, Stan yeah, in Brooklyn. Yeah. yeah, your question for him. Uh, go ahead. Yeah. All right. Here's the point that how many other people knew that you were making, um, and your organization, forget Clarity. How many people knew you were making the money transfer? How many people oh. knew about a transfer? It was my yeah. accountant, just my accountant, and I obviously you CC'd me in the email, which I was informed about. Right. Now, let me ask you this question. Okay, your accountant. Now, the, you made a, an initial transfer that went through, correct? Correct. Cor okay, then you did it again, and it went well, okay? Correct? Okay. All right. Then the third time, someone says to you, you got to change the account and so forth, correct? And someone says, who is the one that told you to change the account? Who the one who sent the email yeah, to who us? told you to change the account? Was it Claridge or was it someone in your organization? No, come on. It was the Claridge. The Claridge I'm asking Hotel. you a question. Someone says, who is the one that told you to change the account? The Claridge Hotel. Again, maybe, maybe. Okay, obviously you are still at uh, at a stage where you're not informed properly. So let me just, uh, you know, repeat again what how this uh, the scheme works. Um, when you have a conversation with the vendor, whatever it is, let's say you have an Amazon business, you're selling a product on Amazon, and you're buying product from China. Okay, there are people who have access to your email without you knowing. They know exactly okay. what your I conversation is. I don't know what is okay, Go what. ahead. He's, 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 he's responding to you. Go ahead. Okay, go ahead. I'm explaining the scheme of the nature of this, of this type of, it's called phishing. So you have a conversation with the guy. Is, sir. sir, I know what it is. The question is, someone said to you, or someone said to your organization, you got to make the change. To, to this yes, other the, an, email, an email came in from the Claridge in the middle of a conversation that we were having. Yes. yes, yes. In the middle of a conversation okay. we were having about about different things preparing for Pesach. You know, when you do a Pesach program, besides for the money transfers, there's about twelve different departments there that need to be in, you know, engaged yep. in, okay. in the in the Pesach okay. program. I understand it, it, that. Here's the question. Quick, if they knew that, 
Oh, I'm a good point. Here's the point. Your people, I'm not getting, somebody knew in your organization that this email came in and so forth. How do you not know that it might have been somebody in your organization working with these people on that? I'm not saying they thought, but how do you know? You don't know. So what, 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 you're alleging, and what you're alleging is exactly what Mr. Brenner said to me earlier. Do I think it's an inside job? Maybe someone in the Claridge did it. Maybe someone in our organization did it. So here, here is the answer. We don't know. Yeah. My organization consists okay. of me, me, my bookkeeper. We're a small group, but we have large events. Okay. There are no 55 people that have access to my computer. There's a sales lady who has nothing to do with our bookkeeping. She doesn't know anything other than selling. And then she, once the reservation comes in, she hands it over to me and to my bookkeeper. We have three people working, and there's no way we were hacked. Because guess what? I understand, but here's the point. Claridge wants the business. They wanted it all the way. You said they were not. So it has to be some. with all respect, it has to be someone in your organization working with someone to send the email and so on. It can't be Claridge. I don't think it's Claridge. Even I understand because there's a gambling situation, but it's got to be more on your side. I'm All not right, blaming anyway, you. Anyway, thank you for that. We have I, I hear I hear you where you're coming from, but it's it's totally not possible the way I see it. But then again, it's possible. It's right. possible. It's possible. Right. Anybody can be from your organization or from the hotel, Baltimore. I'm sorry, you're on the air from Baltimore, Maryland. Your question for our guests. Go ahead. My question. Hello. Uh, yes. Is the is the hotel still available? If we come up with the funds for the hotel. I'm sorry, you're asking if I were to find a hotel or that? No, I'm not you, understanding no, no, if, the question. If, 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 you had funds were available, if somebody gave you funds, can you still get the Claridge Hotel for Pesa? That's the question. Oh, I, I right away offered it to them. As, as when, you know, as when the, the, the exchange of, of, you know, you, your fault, my fault, and what's happening, as, and then we discovered that it was a, you know, a phishing email that actually came from the Claridge that wasn't really the Claridge because the guy who sent the email change the domain to Claridge. They were not interested. They, they said to us, and you, I guess you were not here at the beginning of the conversation. They said to us, number one, you're never going to be able to come up with the kind of money that you just lost. Number, they didn't believe I can come up with it. As much as I was convincing I was, I didn't care. Second of all, it was Wednesday was already gone, which was the day we were set to kosher. I said, how are you guys going to kosher on Thursday and still start cooking on Friday? It's not going to happen because it takes another 24 hours before we, after cleaning before koshering. And thirdly, they already opened the hotel to the public and they already signed contract without us knowing, which may be a problem on its own from, from, from reality, but they, they would obviously have, we would have to be able to prove to them that they signed a contract with someone on Tuesday for a spring bake, which they mentioned to us over and over and over again. We have someone that's interested in our hotel during spring break. So let's assume they got from someone, I don't know, $100,000, whatever it is. Uh, they were no longer interested and they were not going to cancel that contract and deal with them because they figured with us, we breached the contract. They didn't get the money on time. The fact that it went elsewhere, it's not their problem. You see, they looked at it from a very, um, not, not really uh, um, long term, because the problems that they may have going to happen from this, plus the future business. And thirdly, they were not, they definitely didn't make from the spring break what we were going to give them on top of what yeah, I mean, they it, it doesn't make any sense. If they're not going to make as it much, doesn't. you want to give them some wine and they won't do business with you. I don't understand. It doesn't make any sense. It, it does not. It does not totally does not make any sense. But then again, if you know the Claridge, they allow themselves to have reviews on their website. I mean, on Google, and you can look it up. The so most that's why you book, if, if you don't like the reviews, why did you book the hotel in the first place? If you know there could be potentially problems. 
Well, I don't normally believe reviews. I know that people try to dispute uh, a hotel stay and, and say to themselves, okay, we can just say we saw a cockroach, we saw a, a bed bug. So therefore, I didn't really think of much of it. But as the, the, the customers were making us aware of, of the, the reviews, I said to myself, really, they're that bad? And I went through them and carefully, and I said to myself, either they, they, you know, they neglected the hotel during COVID, like everyone else didn't have uh, people working for them, uh, or this is just a problem. Yes, hotel, we're going to have to take a break. So, so have, have all the supplies been purchased? And what, right. Have you bought all the foods? Have they all been paid for? They've been given deposits, and they were supposed to get the pay- final payment on delivery, which was due on uh, Thursday or Friday. So you canceled so, the delivery? Uh, we canceled that, yeah. Of okay. course. They're selling it now for half price if anyone is interested. I saw it in the you're, you're, you're selling it for half price? No, 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 no. The vendors. Oh, the vendors. All right, thank yeah. you for a good phone call from Baltimore, Maryland. We're going to take a short commercial break. Continue our conversation with Heshi. Uh, Heshi Goldstein is the proprietor of a program in Atlantic City that was supposed to take place, but he's alleging fraud and why he's not doing the program. We're going to be right back. You're listening to Talk Line with Zev Brenner, America's premier Jewish broadcast on the air since 1981. And now, here's your host. And before I get back to Hesha, we have a quick news report, and I mean very brief report from Israel with Dove Shuring. Good morning to you, Dove. Good morning to you, Dove in Israel. Oh, hi. Hi. Okay. I'm just I want to wish from Quality Carpet, the king of carpeting, to all of the listeners to have a great Pesach. And remember, right after Pesach, the summer season starts, and Quality Carpet does service the Castle Mountains, you know, the Price State area. So to go to the team at their new location at uh, 1465. Ashley Goldstein is our guest, the provider of REA Tours. They were supposed to run a program to Claridge Hotel in Atlantic City, and they canceled their claiming charges of fraud. And we're getting to a lot of your phone calls. Here's an email question. Why didn't Heshi insure his program? This is not the first fraud ever to happen. He's telling people to take out fraud insurance. Why didn't he do the same? Guilty as charged. You know, practice what you preach. I am with you. That, that you can't. You don't. I don't know how how right you are because I mean, rather you don't know how right you are because I did make an point to our accountant. I said, you know, we got to do it. We got to do it. And you know, as we get caught up in the program and um, we say we're going to do it, we're going to do it, and it gets forgotten, and it just wasn't done. But it should have been done right away, and I I do regret it. Okay, we have a bunch of calls. You're on the air. Go ahead. Your first name, where are you calling from? Yes, you're on the air. Joe from Keepset Bay. Go ahead, Joseph. What's your question for Heshi? Question is, I think you're very naive. That's what I think. You've been around a long time, Zev. Do you remember the Tamarack Lodge? Sure. Do you remember all those things already? Don't be so naive. Don't be so naive. There's 2,000 people every day here. Well, every day. So the main thing is, the main thing is, this is the main, the main thing is that give back the money to the old people. The old people are suffering. Give them back the money. Back. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you, you're planning on giving back the money? That's Hashem. Okay. Let's, uh, yes, yeah, uh, go ahead. You're on the air. Are you yeah, there? Actually, we, we were. 
I'm here. Do you hear me? Yes. Tell us your first name. Where are you calling from? Yitz from Brooklyn. Go ahead, Yitz. So we were supposed to be there for Pesach. And um, uh, as she mentioned uh, during this uh, show, that um, he offered marriage to pay them once even after. Would there any question uh, about returning the money to the guests who have paid? And why talk about any other kind of uh, why talk about any other kind of credits or other other programs, government lockdowns? None of that relevant. Return the money. I'm, that, I'm, I'm, if he wants to hear, does want a credit for future? You want your money back now? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. That's what That's he's it. asking. Yeah. He wants his money okay. back. Okay, and I definitely will do that after after Pesach Rez Hashem. I sent an email about it, so just refer to the email that I sent out. Okay, okay. Thank you for your phone call. Let's move on to the next calls, and please be to the point and uh, be succinct. We have a lot of people calling in. Okay, you're on the air. Where are you calling from? Yes, you're on the air. I believe it's Lakewood, New Jersey. Go ahead. You're on the air. If you're not there, we're going to move on to the next caller. Okay. Are you there? Yes, I'm there. Thank Good. you. Tell us your first name. Where are you calling from? Uh, Chaim from Lakewood, New Jersey. Go ahead, Chaim. So, uh, first of all, I want to make it clear to everybody. I know Hashi for a while, um, a couple of years now. Um, and there are a lot of questions that people have that haven't been answered. They, you know, just a lot of excuses and nothing really shown to us that there was actually a scam that happened here. No email to the banks, the PC, uh, asking to track, trace the money, you know, and no emails to the FBI, like someone had previously mentioned. Um, and just to, you know, to start off, Hashi's had some serious financial issues in the past. And it's my opinion that no one should spend any time or money trying to get the money back because it won't happen. Um, there is no money there to pay anybody back. So on behalf of, you know, for, for the sake of Christian, no one should spend time on litigation or anything like that to try to recoup their funds. Well, so let Hashi but respond has, to you. Hold, hold, your, hold on. Let, let, yourself, let Hashi respond yeah. to you, okay? Hashi, what do you, what do you say to our caller? So... Remember I mentioned to you earlier there are guys in shul that you wouldn't waste two minutes talking to them. They're usually not very bright or have nothing to offer to society but Lashon Hara and being busy with other problems. This individual, I don't know who it is, but it seems to me from what he's saying that he's nothing more than the same of the people who are not to be mentioned and not to be talked to or waste any time talking to. Just because he said he knows me for a couple of years, I don't know who he is, and I don't want to know who he is. Um, this, 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 this matter what happened now. I don't have to prove to anyone that emails about the FBI. If someone has a problem because he came was supposed to come to the program and he needs to get paid, he knows to how to refer to the email. Anyone else should please be busy with their own problems, which I believe this individual has many of them. Can we please move yeah. on to the next caller? Yeah, I'm but- no, I'm, I will not. I will not be. I will hang up if you keep on with people who are really. Nothing to do with their life. Yeah, she, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're being fair to you, but if people calling in... That's, if... not, that's not called being fair. This is a guy who just made a statement about me without knowing what, when, where, how. Person is... Right or wrong? Yeah, but I have no idea who the person is, so... Uh... Okay, it doesn't matter. He, he's not a customer. He's not a customer, okay? He's a low life, 
who is busy with other people's problems all day, all night. And then unfortunately, a lot of unhealthy individuals in our community. If you look at the chat, the chats are full of it. And if I had a dispute with someone, guess what? This guy is cashing in. Oh, she's having a downfall. Let me add to it and say that he is this, he's that. In reality, I always tell people, if I have a dispute with you, right, and you have a based in stating that you are right and I am wrong, and you want to go and publicize and I say I didn't follow the based in, by all means, no one has ever done that in my life. I am in the public, I am in the public's eye, and I will continue to be content. For years and years, and that's why I want to give you the opportunity, which I think we we're doing right now, but... But don't get angry with me if people are... Oh, no, 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 no. There are people who have legitimate questions. Please legitimate. on to the next... That's right. What he's saying is not legitimate to me. Next. He's okay, making accusations and, and giving facts that don't have any basis. Next. Maishi in Brooklyn, your question, your, your turn. Go ahead. Have you reached out to any of the authorities in New Jersey, the Attorney General or somebody? You're asking who I reached out to? He wants to have you reached out to the Attorney General or any other law enforcement Aside from the FBI. Yes, we did reach out to quite a few different law enforcement. Remember, as this happened, we received numerous phone calls and leads from people who were scammed just like us. And some of them might be people that you know that are just too embarrassed to come out in public, but they did share with us uh, the information that what they how they got they were able to recuperate some or sometimes all of their money by just going to the right people. And we were very fortunate to get those people calling us and giving us those leads and we thank them for it thank you for your phone call we appreciate thank you it. here's an here's an email coming and i guess israel is writing why is Heshi threatening to hang up why is Heshi, why is he unable to answer hard questions transparently this was not a threat this was just facing a reality if the caller is coming to tell the audience here has she has known has she for many years and they're not going to get back their money and he had finan serious financial trouble that's not the type of phone call I'm here to answer. I'm here to answer people to understand what happened, to be aware of making sure that this doesn't happen to you, and to thank those who got involved voluntarily and offered me the support so much needed. Other than that, I have no business being on the show. I'm not looking for attention. I'm not looking for publicity. I'm usually a shy person by nature, and I try to keep it that way. Let's go to Gary. Thank you for waiting. Your question or comments for our guests. Go ahead, Gary. Am I on? Yes, you're on the air. Go ahead. Your question. Oh, hi. First of all, um, to bust that, um, and I know a lot of times that um, people call in, uh, people um, host uh, radio shows and media, and you're somebody who uh, takes sensitive topics and really portrays great light on it. So I thank you for uh, this opportunity of having Heshi on. Um, I, I don't really have a question for Heshi, nor do I want to come in and accuse anybody of anything. But what I would say is that I would like people who want to know more information to just seek out previous either vendors or guests of Heshi's program to get an understanding of what they may want to answer questions. Granted, of course, Heshi Air can give many answers and, 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 and clarity to the situation, but when, if you can, you know, Heshi also mentioned that, you know, he's got his loyal customers that people can follow up with. Um, I, I encourage anybody who wants the truth to seek out somebody who's either been to, their pro, been to a program, invested in Heshi's program, or has, uh, has been a vendor of one of them. I am. I, I was actually a guest at one of Hashi's programs myself. Okay. I and what, for your, your comment. May, may, may I ask, what was your experience like? Gary, what was your experience on the program? I guess he hung up. We lost, we lost him. Okay. It's a shame. Okay, here, we could have gotten a, I could have gotten a free advertisement here from you. Go okay. ahead. Uh, if you've been on Hashi's program, you can call us. We're happy to take your phone call as well. 
Here's uh, Sylvia's writing. Let's not be naive. Claridge Hotel has been in business for a long time. How does it make sense they move away from a contract knowing how they can be sued big time just for doing so? So you're asking why the Claridge would move away from a contract and what then, why they're not worried about being sued? Correct. That's what the, well, that's what the listeners write. Yeah, but, but, but look at think about it that way. Again, I hate to use the term uh, not thinking with you, all your marbles, but if you're, if you're working in a hotel and there's a breach of contract, why? Because in the contract, it states what, Wednesday, 9 o'clock, it should be paid up. Monday and Tuesday, we sent payment, but they didn't receive it. Now they're assuming we're making fun of them. So Wednesday, when we walked in, they already opened the hotel and sold the hotel to other people. So now they have to ask themselves, if they were to go and take actually back because something happened, they have to go and cancel out the other customers who are maybe regular customers. So now they think, has she has a breach of contract? Yeah, he has a very good excuse. He proved it to us, but we don't owe. It doesn't say anywhere in the contract that he has sent the money to the wrong people. We should continue with him. So I don't think they're looking at a lawsuit. They're looking at being more, um, you know, losing out future business, which is what they uh, are probably not going to be getting anymore, not from me and not from any PESA program. No. Believe it or not, I, I, I did receive a phone call from someone who did a PESA program six years ago, the only other PESA program, and he said we had similar problems. So this is something, a problematic hotel that may have been around long. When this program said he had similar problems six years ago, that somebody scammed him by... With the, with, with the wrong wire information? Is that what you're saying? I, I, I don't know. I didn't discuss it with him. I just got a phone call from someone in the business. From I don't want to say names. Obviously, I didn't ask him for permission. Telling me that the guy who did a program uh, with me, uh, I'm sorry, the guy that did a program prior to me had been uh, scammed some, some way. He had different issues. And I did hear something about the elevators not working. The rooms were not were operating. There were there was a lot of problems, and our obviously we, we 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 when we went there we knew about these problems, but it was the new management who reassured us that there was not going to be any problems that the previous uh, experience had experienced. Okay, let's go. Gary is back. He said he wanted you asked him a question about uh, his experience. You want to tell about your experience at one of Heshi's programs? Is that correct? Only if it's constructive conspiracy. Uh, thanks for having me back on. I appreciate it. So I'll get this connected. I was at the program in uh, 2021 in New Jersey. Um, that was the one that he had part. It was um, needless. It, the mo- many of the guests were quote unquote credits from COVID. Um, investors that had invested in the program were also credits, and he had got other investments from another fellow in Staten Island. I'm not going to mention his name, who had linked him into an investor. So um, wait a second, wait a second. Can I ask a question? So I just want to approve the point here. Language he used, he used at that program for the excuses. So for example, he had mentioned like... One second, one second, one second. I'm asking for one second. Let him, let him speak. I'll let you respond. Go ahead, Gary. You, you make your thought. Yeah, I mean, a lot of things that things that were advertised weren't advertised as, as such. And a lot of the same, you know, uh, excuses, so to speak, um, that Heshi brings up, there was, there was a lot of... Uh, domestic issues there as well in, in terms of, you know, a text was sent out that like anybody who wants a free program should show up. And, uh, it, you know, and that was an excuse used for as the lack of food and it was, it was the experience. And that's why I say, don't take my word for it. Find a person who was at one of his programs 
and ask them. And it's hard to find a complainer because in a, t- in a typical Pesach program, there may be 300 guests, but only 20 credit cards get swiped because it's usually the patriarch of the family is the one who's taking their family out. So when many, most people are an unpaid guest at the uh, hotel um, and the program. When you have one person and, and there is, if, if a grandfather paid for their grandchild, the grandchild is not going to complain and look with it because they're not the ones who paid. There are a few but, people, listen, there the people that are financially complaining. Okay, let me, let me, if people are not happy, they're complaining. Our people are not hesitant, they're not shy. But I'm going to let Heshi respond to you. Thank so, you. First, of, first of all, uh, thank you for your call. And um, you're talking about the first Pesach program right after COVID, and I believe there was no other program that year because it was right after COVID, and people weren't sure the, you know, the rules of the mask and the six feet apart, having a minimum of, uh, I don't know, you know, maximum rather of 300 people were still, you know, coming and going. People weren't sure. Uh, yes, I did. I, I wasn't interested in doing that program, but I did get an investor who said to me, "Oh, don't worry, it's on me." Meantime, the guy was a total fraud and a scam. And believe you me, everyone in, in at the program came over to me and said, "Hesha, you didn't know that this guy was arrested for forging checks. Why did you go into business with him?" So I explained the nature. I said I was not looking to do a Pesach program when there was still semi-COVID restrictions, but he came up with the money. He said, "Well." I want to I want to give you here five dollars because the only money you're going to be left with after the program. But it's happened and it's passed. And you know what? I don't have to go into details. What this guy did? He, he yes, he did send out a text message. He was trying to um, get money from people, so he he sent out this text message. Anyone that doesn't have a program should come. Whatever money they gave him, it was his way of um, raising funds because he was an addict for whatever. But that's not what I want to discuss here. I'm happy that you called for a simple reason. You made a statement before that everyone that was due credit from the COVID cancellation uh, was able to come to that program because you know for a fact there were a lot of credits. I'm saying that because there was an earlier caller who who was not very uh, intelligent and has a lot of emotional issues said that made started making accusations and statement that they will never see their money back and I've had other problems. I appreciate you calling and attesting to the fact that there were plenty of people that were given credits, and I thank you for that alone. And if you didn't have a good experience, my apologies. I wish you would have come the following year, which was last year, which pretty much bombed the place. And we just have gotten so many reviews and so many people who were looking to sign up right after Pesach for the following year, which is why we were able to fill up this year so quickly. But I'm sorry that you came to that program that when it wasn't 100% to your satisfaction. I hope you can still uh, find plenty in that program that worked for you. Anyway, Gary, thank you for your phone call. We're almost out of time, but thank you, Gary. Good, good point. Good question. Thank you, Gary. Can I respond real quick? 30 seconds, yes. Sure. Um, Hesse refers to his uh, program that, that he experienced last year, that he put on last year, was a, uh, I mean, there's a lot there that, he will refer to that program because that was kind of a success. But I asked him how many of his vendors of that program actually got paid by Hesse of last year. So granted to the public, it looks great, but there was a lot that went on behind that scenes that a lot of people don't know about. So the answer to it, yes, we, all, we paid all our vendors before Pesach. Baruch Hashem, we were clean and we had no issues. During Pesach, there were orders that were placed by some of our employees, we are not to, known to me, or to all the staff members, and not because we needed it so badly, it's because there was a lack of, uh, you know, 
let, let's just explain to you a little bit from a technical point. When a hotel is not designed for a pay-off program, things will happen. And that's exactly what happened there. While it was a gorgeous hotel, the kitchen was very small. The service elevator was broken and, they had, and everything was scattered in different trailers. And when they couldn't locate something, they went and they ordered um, during Pesach emergency orders when in reality it wasn't needed. Came after Pesach, they all wanted to get paid. I had to ask them to please hold off a little bit until we get back to uh, on our feet from, from this particular incident. And it wasn't something that I um, ordered in a way that's saying, hey, I'm going to scam you, I'm not going to pay you. They all eventually got de- were dealt with and are, or are still being dealt with. It happens when a company falls into some kind of a financial burden of unexpected expense. Uh, if you're a business owner, I'm sure you're aware of that. It doesn't make us a company that doesn't so what you're pay saying, vendors. What you're saying, Hashi, you're still in the process of paying some of the vendors from last pay, so. there may There may be one or two vendors we worked out. Of. There weren't too many. There were two or three that we had uh, placed orders during Pesach that were not needed. And we worked out a deal where we are you know, still working out. We give them more business. And while we give them more business, we pay a little bit from that order. But if you ask each and every one, every order that was placed before Pesach was paid up and it was part of the budget. But like I said, if you're a business owner and you have unforeseen, uh, you know, expenses, unexpected rather, you deal with it, right? Like a big boy. For people hey, to Gary, go out. Mary made some very good points. Thank you. For, we appreciate your calling back. So thank you. Okay, hey, remember, I want, I want, I want you to know. Reach out to somebody who they know went there and to hear what happened. Because accusing Hashi or blasting him about something isn't going to get anywhere. But you should try to seek somebody out that may have had an experience. All right. Thank you for your phone call. We're out of time. I'm not sure what you said. <laughs> but if you're out of time, I just want to say... Uh, any How many victims are there? If it doesn't sign the problem with freezer due to low enrollment, why didn't he keep his victims updated over the slow process he was making? How does he plan on getting the funds to pay everyone back? I'm sorry, I'm not understanding the question. He goes, how many victims are there? It doesn't sign the program was feasible as a rights due to low enrollment. And he wants to know is uh, how are you planning on paying people back? So when, again, people are making statements without knowing, we were sold out to a, a profit, profitable uh, margins where it was worthwhile doing the program. So I'm not quite sure when, I, so, again, when someone calls with accusations with statements that has no backing, like the guy who had called earlier um, about saying he knows me for many years and, 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 and then no one is going to get back their money. I was so glad that the previous caller actually called back and proved to everyone on air that a lot of people that paid for COVID um, that didn't come to the Pesach program were able to come to the following year. So again, I don't have to answer to people who are just nasty or um, unhealthy individuals, as I call them. So people are busy with other people's problems because they have a lot of their own. As I said earlier, this, the, the social media and the uh, WhatsApp groups were very busy with me. And for good or for bad, obviously, the unhealthy people that you wouldn't talk to if you meet them in the street have an opportunity to say something and be, become important all of a sudden. And, and this is the new, the new era, So, which is why I've decided on Friday afternoon, I am not responding or showing any more proof to anyone unless you are part of, were part of our program. And at that point, if you didn't buy insurance as we advised you to, which is unfortunately to some, not that many, believe you or me, a lot of people had to say, oh, it's $250 to buy insurance. I will make sure that they get back their money right uh, after Pesach when I, the dust settles. But right now, we're still hoping to get back. Um, but you can't get back on, the money. But you're saying you can't get back the money until you get back the money. So I didn't say anything. Don't put words in my mouth. I didn't say anything like it. I'm just explaining to you the nature of it. Right now, we're going into Pesach. Uh, we, we all need to find a, uh, you know, settle ourselves and hopefully have a nice Pesach. 
And at the same time, there is an investigation going on. I don't think it's, it's so important for everyone to know how and when and where at this point, if it's today, unless you're a customer and the customer got an email they can refer to and they seem to be very responsive and write to me, okay, has you let's be in touch right after Pesach. So all these haters and people who have nothing to do with their life. Is after Pesach, you plan on reimbursing them. Again, that- again, Zev, Zev, if, if a customer has a, a dispute with me, for example, right, which apparently happens, social media is not the answer to go and say, okay, let me get even with Hashi because I had a dispute with him and I didn't win. Right now, I'm offering to give back everyone. I'm just telling my customers what they need to hear and know. And no one so far has demonstrated or said to me, Hashi, I am not okay with it. So I don't need to discuss with other people who have nothing to do with their life. People want to know on doing it. So that's what we're trying to ascertain. We have one moment left. Here's an email question. Is Can you tell us the vendors that are selling the goods at half price? I can, someone actually sent me a message about it. And it's very interesting. If the guy is selling matzah or a special Pesach ingredient, he's selling it at half price because I saw on the status that he was saying available for half price. If the guy is selling wine or meat, which can be sold after Pesach for the same price, he ain't giving it for the half price. So maybe I wasn't clear about that. And I apologize. Anyway, we're out of time. So I thank Listen, we hope that people are made whole. We hope that uh, this thing gets clarified and gets uh, taken well, care of. Well, well, most importantly, and this is what I always tell people, the message here is if you know someone starting a business who is clueless about the world, inform them about the scheme, how they will get an email about a wire transfer. Do not send a wire. I don't care how sure you are it's coming from the vendor. Call them and verify take the extra step. I've spoken to very large companies who actually have in every email signature a reminder, do not send out a wire. Regardless of what people are going to say about me, I can't control that and I'm really not interested in that either. But if something was learned from it, I'm happy to be the good good source of information. I'm hoping that you know that if it indeed was a fraud, that whoever did it gets apprehended, the money gets released. We want to see people who were made whole what were you say? About a couple hundred people were involved in the in the Pesach program. What number? The Pesach program was over five hundred, even more so. But the, but the, but the people who got affected are not that many, as I mentioned to you. The, if those who bought insurance just need a letter from me saying that the program was canceled and the travels insurance will pay them, I have it. I think it's travel defense. Please, I'm asking you. I'm asking people. You're going to Israel. You're going to Florida. It's a few hundred dollars, and your flight, and your hotel, and your Everything is refunded to the full, even if you just had the flu and you couldn't go. So it's just something I'm almost like giving them a free advertisement to this company. I should probably ask them for commission, but it's in your best interest. Good. I hope if you run a program and you're going to also take out this insurance. I think by now I learned my lesson. You know, you know what they say, fool me once, <laughs> you know the end of it, right? So, okay. Hashi Goldstein, the proprietor of RA Hospitality. We appreciate it. I know it wasn't easy to answer some questions. And I hope people get a perspective of what uh, what's going on. And again, you've heard from some of the people. Some of the people have questions about the, what happened, what's going to happen for the future. We hope you'll join us again and keep us surprised at what's going on. Yes, uh, Ren, looking forward to many more programs and everything should work out. And most importantly, we should, the, the next program should be in Yerushalayim. Good night and good luck to everyone. And we also thank, by the way, we thank uh, Donnie Schwartz and Passover Listings for helping putting together this broadcast. Thank you for tuning in to Talk Line with Zev Brenner, America's premier Jewish broadcast, the pulse beat of the Jewish community. 
For continuous Jewish programs, hawklinenetwork.com or our 24-hour-a-day listen line at 641-741-0389. For past shows, you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon, YouTube, Instagram, and all major podcast platforms or jewishpodcast.org. Thanks for listening to the thechalklinenetwork.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Hello, this is Moshe Frank from Spritzly Beverage. Seltzer with a splash of juice, Karshal of Pesach, available at your local kosher retailer, as well as Amazon. Have a wonderful Pesach. <laughs> 